What is going on, guys? Welcome back into another edition of the Fan Committee Football Podcast. Making our return after a few weeks off here. I am on your host, Joe Tuman, as always, joined by my co-host, Michael Herrera. Mike, how are you doing today? Glad to be back on the pod with you. We're here to talk some NFL trade deadline. Your Dolphins made some big moves. Uh, yeah, no, I'm doing well. I'm really excited for this episode. You know, it's a, it's a bit of a comeback episode. We didn't have an episode for about two weeks. And, you know, I thought this was actually a really interesting trade deadline. I, I like that the NFL is becoming more like the NBA in terms of, you know, trades and stuff happening. And I think that's I think that's really fun to see. And I, I liked what a lot of these teams did. I think they made smart decisions. Yeah, a lot of the trades, you know, there's a couple we can touch on, but most of them I thought were pretty like logical and necessary for the teams that made them. I agree. I think it's good that it's like kind of like the NBA now, like teams are starting to think, well, maybe, you know, we saw what the Rams did. Maybe we need to go all in now instead of hoping these third round picks can pan out in three years. And we're starting to see some more teams like your Dolphins kind of recognize maybe this is our moment. We don't know if it's going to come again. And we can start with that. You know, the Broncos, we, we know they're not going anywhere this year. They've been a massive disappointment. Uh, and Bradley Chubb, the former top five pick in the draft, was traded to your Dolphins uh, in exchange for one of those first round picks you got in that Laramie Tunsil trade, along with uh, Chase Edmonds, the running back, and I believe a fourth round pick, was it? Yes, it is the our first this year, Chase Edmonds, and then 2024 20, fourth next for next year. So Gotcha. And Bradley Chubb has already signed a big extension with the Dolphins, and the Dolphins also brought in another former 49ers running back, Jeff Wilson, who's been pretty solid this year. But now that McCaffrey has been acquired by the Niners, looks like they were willing to move off of him. So you get some power back help, but more importantly, you get a, a new premier pass rusher to go on that defense. What's your thoughts as a Dolphins fan? You know, it's been a few weeks since we talked. Tua is back, and he's looked really good. You know, we thought – we were worried there'd be a season ender or even a career ender. And obviously it was much, much less, less severe than that. And two is playing great. So how do you feeling about the dolphins as a whole after these trades? I mean, I, I love these trades. You know, uh, I saw a lot of people complain about, you know, it's a first round draft pick for Bradley Chubb. And honestly, it's a late first. The 49ers are leading their division. They're going to make the playoffs. It's a late first. It is what it is. You're not going to get Bradley Chubb level talent back there, especially when we've been needing desperate pass rush help. And pass rush is going to be huge for our secondary because our secondary is also beat up. So if that that's going to alleviate some pressure on them, help them play better as well. And, you know, I, I like what we gave up. I don't I think it was a pretty even trade. Uh, I think both teams went out. The Broncos, as you mentioned, they're not going anywhere. So they get rid of Chubb for some premium picks that they lost in the rush trade, which is uh, not looking great for them so far. Unfortunately, <laughs> it's 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 a shame to see that Russ isn't playing well, but hopefully he'll play better next year. And as for getting rid of uh, Chase Edmonds, you know, I he's dropped various touchdown passes this year. And it's just I think it's best for him to have a change of scenery. And, you know, we brought in Jeff Wilson, like you mentioned. I'm a big fan of the Jeff Wilson trade. Uh, I did see a few people complain that a fifth is too much for him because you can get his caliber in the fifth round. But the thing is, we don't need a Jeff Wilson player next year. We need a Jeff Wilson player this year. We need running back help. And, you know, a lot of people were talking about, like, uh, what's the split going to be like with Moster? I think for now, for this first game, while he gets acclimated, we're going to see, like, a 70-30. I think Jeff Wilson is going to play plenty because he is a running back, you know, and I think that – those are pretty easy to implement into your system, especially because, you know, Mike McDaniel, of course, it's the same system. Yeah. But uh, also, but I think going forward, it's going to be a, a close to a 50-50 split, I feel. I think these are going to be great complements to each other. And I'm really excited. I think that these trades are great for both teams, and I'm really excited for these new guys to come in here. 
Yeah, I, I think Jeff Wilson was having definitely – he's been having definitely his best season of his career running uh, for the Niners, and now he's going to go to Miami. But obviously Bradley Chubb, as you mentioned, that's the big the big trade. Is Byron Jones still injured? You mentioned the secondary is dinged up. They've been kind of underperforming. Is he still injured? Because I haven't heard his name all year. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, it's it's a weird situation. It's he's still on pup right now, and it, it's a shame because you know I was I was hoping he'd be able to come off after like the first four weeks, and nothing has changed. So I don't I know uh, you know he's getting a little older in age, so maybe that's not helping either. But it is uh it's a little it's worrisome uh, for our secondary. But as I mentioned, I think getting Bradley Chubb in there to line up next to Jalen Phillips is going to be huge for this team. It's going to be big for our rotation. It's going to keep guys more fresh. And I think it's really going to get to the quarterback because Bradley Chubb, uh, you know, he had some he had an off year uh, last year and he's had a lot of injuries as well. But I think he's finally going to turn the corner. He's been playing excellently this season. So I don't see any reason why that won't uh, continue. So I think I agree. I think Bradley Chubb, you know, they signed that extension already. It looks like he's here to stay in Miami. And I think that's good for the I think that's good for him and the Dolphins. Just to wrap up this conversation on Miami, you know, we talked about Tua. He's been, you know, Waddle and Hill have been easily the best receiving pair in the league. They're they're dominating. Gasicki's been up and down, but he's had some good good showings. I thought it was good that they didn't trade him yeah. at the deadline, even though he might leave in the offseason. It shows that they're going all in this year. Do you think this Dolphins team can make a big playoff run, or do you think that the task of beating the Bills and Chiefs is kind of out of the question, even though they've kind of gone all in on this season? You know, truthfully, I, I do think we're going to make the playoffs. And as for will we be able to make it through, I it's possible. I see a world where that happens. You know, we beat the Bills once and the Bills are better than the Chiefs. So, you know, yeah. using math or something, you get to that. But I, I really do think there's a chance we could. Do I think it's a guarantee? No. Uh, but depending on how this um, team improves uh, after this, I think we could be in for like a strong second half of the season. And, you know, I think there's a big chance we we could make it far. I think we'll definitely at least – uh, win a playoff game but as far as beating the Chiefs and Bills that's a great question I have no clue but that remains to be seen but I'm very excited about uh, you know going all in for this season so yeah I, I would definitely still pick the Bills Chiefs Dolphins is interesting uh, I'd probably go Chiefs but you know you, the Dolphins definitely have the talent they definitely have I think it's weird because you know Mahomes is obviously better than Tua but I think the Dolphins have better weapons than the Chiefs I mean I know they got Kelsey but I don't, like I said, Hill and Waddle have been electric, and guys like Mostert and Wilson, if they step up, Mostert surprised me. You know, we talked about it when we previewed the Dolphins before the year. I don't think either of us thought Mostert would be in the conversation for anything more than a, a rotational back, and he's been yeah. he's been very, very good. So, I don't know. I think the Dolphins will at least win a playoff game, and what happens after that in round two, we'll have to see. But I'm optimistic for you guys' future, both this year and down the line. Now, a team in the NFC – who made a trade maybe also eyeing a playoff run, but I'm a little less convinced about it personally. The Minnesota Vikings acquired uh, TJ Hawkinson, the, the tight end for the Lions, former tight end now, but uh, they gave up a second and third round pick to get him. And he'll slot in now that Irv Smith Jr. is injured. He'll slot into that starting tight end role. I think Hawkinson's better than Irv Smith anyway. I don't think that's much of a debate. But do you think this is like a meaningful trade or is it kind of just, oh, that's cool that the Vikings got him, but doesn't really change my outlook on the Vikings because the latter is where I land, but I'm interested to hear your thoughts. Uh, unfortunately, I would have to agree with you on that. Uh, you know, I don't think he definitely is better than Irv Smith, but honestly, Irv Smith uh, was fitting into their offense pretty well. I liked how they were using him. And I just don't, 
like unless they start throwing to their tight ends a lot more, I really don't see a world where Hawkinson is a vast improvement over Irv Smith. Uh, but I think also one could argue that that is the plan. The plan is they traded for Irv Smith to get them more involved in the offense, especially, you know, when like, uh, you know, Justin Jefferson and not like he's still great, obviously, but he hasn't scored a touchdown in a while. So you want more weapons to see what happens. Adam Thielen's also, uh, you know, he's getting older. He's a little up and down. He's, you know, he's their third option. So I think that's definitely why they brought in Hawkinson. They want Kirk Cousins to have a safety net. And uh, that's a it's a good big red zone target for them. And I think that's how they're going to start using him because, you know, that's not really what you see from the Lions. He wasn't he didn't really get red zone targets. He They kind of just throw it to him over the middle and let him just do his work. So uh, I kind of agree with you. I think it's kind of a, a lateral, mostly lateral move, but it could be better depending on how he's used. Yeah, I think I agree with that. Hawkinson's got a ton of talent, former top 10 draft pick, but. You know, he's definitely a top 10 tight end in the league. Like, I do think it's an improvement on paper, but schematically, to your point, like Justin Jefferson, Adam Thiel, and Dalvin Cook are still the go-to guys. I don't think they can change that overnight uh, for Hawkinson. So to me, this is just, you know, if they think Irv Smith's going to be out a while, this is a good upgrade there. I mean, even when Irv Smith comes back, I think Hawkinson will still be the starter, obviously. But, you know, I guess that's kind of why they did this. I don't know what to make of the Vikings. I think that I know it's not just because they're enemies of the Packers. You know, I think that if you look at all their wins, most of them are very narrow. They've come close to blowing a lot of leads. And, you know, we can save this more for our playoff podcast, playoff preview podcast we're going to do soon. But the NFC, I think, is starting to not be as bad as it was a few weeks back with the Niners, the Cowboys, uh, some other teams on the rise. And I think the Vikings will make the playoffs. But can they beat some of these other teams? You know, the Eagles already slaughtered them earlier this year. I don't know how much. You could say the same about the Dolphins against the Bills and Chiefs, I guess. But I think the Dolphins have more in their arsenal than the Vikings, personally. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I just think that, uh, you know, the Dolphins' offense is a lot more explosive than the Vikings. And I, I do think the Vikings are, like, a good team. But are they the high-level talent that's going to get them to a Super Bowl? Unfortunately, I don't think so. But I think getting Hawkinson is – a move possibly in the right direction for them. And hopefully, you know, not hopefully, but like, I, I think that they might start to figure some things out. Cause I think uh, O'Connell's an excellently like offensive minded coach. I like a lot of what he's done. I like, he's very, uh you know, Sean McVay, Mike McDaniel-esque in these like weird plays, you know, trying something different. And it's, it's worked for them so far. They have, they are a uh, six and one, I believe, correct? Or seven and one. Six and one. Yep. So, you know, their, their record, uh, it's can't be like disparaged, but I do agree with you that I don't think they're going to beat the Eagles. You know, they got thrashed by the Eagles. So I don't, I don't see them making it too far in the playoffs. Yeah. I I definitely agree with that take. Now one team in the NFC North, who's definitely not going to be making the playoffs. And at least in my opinion is the Chicago bears, but they made two trades over the past couple of days. You know, they traded uh, former all pro linebacker Roquan Smith to the Ravens for a second round pick and a fifth round pick. Uh, and then they then traded their own second rounder, not that Ravens second round, but their own second rounder to the Steelers for Chase Claypool, the wide receiver who's you know had a great rookie season a couple years back, but has kind of been up and down with the bad quarterback play in Pittsburgh. Seems like they're banking on his talent there. Uh, for the Roquan situation, you know, he is the best player on their defense, but it sounded like they didn't want to pay him uh, a big contract, so they were willing to trade him instead before he hits free agency. So what do you make of what the bears are doing? They've looked a little bit better in recent weeks since we last did a podcast, you know, scored 29 points against that Dallas defense this past week. 
What do you make of what they're doing right now? They're three and five. So arguably you could say they still have, they're in the race for the seventh seed, but I don't think that's where they're going. Uh, you know, I have to agree with you. I think the Chicago Bears is definitely a team to look out for next season when a lot of these, you know, when Justin Fields continue improving. Uh, I'm glad that the Justin Field uh, uh, hype train has finally started to prove, you know, unfortunately – I was a big Justin uh, Fields fan, you know that, and uh, you know I was a little down on him because of how he was playing this season. But finally, he's p- playing back up, and it's good for him. Uh, I don't love the Rokon Smith trade. I understand that he needs a lot; he wants a lot of money. But that was like your best player overall on that team. Roquan Smith is, as you mentioned, former All Pro. Uh, and as for the you know Chase Claypool trade, uh, I think it's I think a second rounder is too much for Chase Claypool. I know he was drafted in the second round, but he has not played to that level. But I don't think it's a terrible trade. I, I I think there's definitely worse that could have happened. And, you know, they get Chase Claypool. It's a guy who's going to help uh, Justin Fields develop. And, you know, if that's going to help Justin Fields turn the corner and become a premier QB1, then I think a second-round pick is definitely worth it. Yeah. With Claypool, a lot of people will bring up, you know, that first season where he had, what, it was uh, eight or ten touchdowns with Pittsburgh his rookie year. People talk about his height. I, my concern with Claypool, and like he definitely has a spot in the NFL, no question about that. But does he have like the mindset to to just become a great receiver? I don't know if he does. I I I I fear that he'll always be what he is now, and yeah. maybe he'll get a little bit better. Uh, with as Justin Fields gets better, I think he'll help Darnell Mooney, who won't be doubled nearly as much. I mean, he Chase Claypool, nonetheless, is definitely a big upgrade over the likes of you know, Velas Jones and Equinemia St. Brown there. Yeah. So I think that's a good thing for the Bears. But like like you said, a second rounder, their own second rounder, which could be like the 40th pick in the draft, which is a very valuable pick. I I don't I don't like it. And then to your point, I think they should have shelled out the money for Roquan Smith. He's only 25. I know the Bears aren't contenders, but well you need you need to have good players on the team if you ever want to become a great team you got to spend the money somewhere. I mean, as far as I'm, as far as I can tell, you know, after they got rid of Robert Quinn and Khalil Mack uh, and Allen Robinson, they're not paying anybody big money. So I don't know why they couldn't have put a a decent amount of their cap into Roquan Smith. So I agree. I I try not to hate on the bears. Of course, once again, I'm a Packers fan, but they do this to themselves. I mean, we're just talking about moves they themselves have made. So that's, that's what I have to say about that. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. It, I, a point you also mentioned was that it was their second that they gave up, which I, which is where I feel it's too much. Mm-hmm. I think if they'd given up the Ravens a second rounder, which would have been a bit lower, I think that would have been fine. Uh, you know, I understand that they need to surround him with weapons, but I also agree with you what you said that I just don't think Chase Claypool has the mindset to like win. You know, you see a lot of times in these games, he gets kind of like he throws his little tantrums, he gets kind of lazy, he doesn't, he's not running his routes, and he just. He runs a lot of go routes and vertical routes, and that's all he really is, which is also kind of a problem. But at least it's a big body target for Justin Fields, at least giving him the chance. So uh, I don't hate the pick. I don't hate the trade, but I don't love it either. It's kind of just like, eh, it's there. Uh, It remains to be seen how that works out, you know, but it is what it is. I think Roquan is definitely a bad trade, though. That's that that move should have been made. I agree. Just from a Ravens perspective, they're in a weird spot in the AFC. I think the Dolphins are better than the Ravens at this point. Rokon will help, but the thing with that is, can the Ravens pay Rokon? Because they're 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 going to need to pay Lamar, and I think Mark Andrews as well. Although I think Mark Andrews might have already signed that. I'm forgetting, but they're going to be paying him, and they need to get the contract for Lamar. You would assume, 
So is this a rental for Roquan Smith for a couple months? Like it might be, but is that worth it for the Ravens necessarily? Because I don't know if they can beat even, you know, the, the, the Dolphins, much less the Bills. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. It's definitely uh, interesting decisions all around. So Yeah, we'll have to see how it fares for both of those teams. Now, one really interesting trade came with a guy who's not going to play this season, and that's, of course, Calvin Ridley, the former Falcons wide receiver, who has now been dealt to the Jaguars. And what I thought was a really interesting package, uh, I can pull it up real fast, but, you know, Calvin Ridley obviously suspended for the season after I, he they basically caught him for gambling on games, games that he wasn't playing in because he was already out of the lineup last year with, I, I guess, what they – said was mental health reasons. We never really understood uh, or got to hear the full story there. But that aside, Calvin Ridley was not playing in the game that he bet on for for his team to win. And they suspended him for a full season for it. So he'll be on the sidelines till next fall. But so the Jags gave up a 2023 sixth round pick and a 2024 fourth round pick to Atlanta. But the 2023 fifth rounder, um, or the sixth rounder can become a fifth rounder if Calvin Ridley is reinstated, which I think he is going to be. And then that 2024 fourth rounder can become up to a second rounder if Calvin Ridley eventually signs a contract extension with the Jags. I thought that's just really interesting language in a contract. But what's your thoughts on that and also what Calvin Ridley might eventually be able to bring to Trevor Lawrence and the Jags? Uh, I mean, I think it's an excellent decision by the Jaguars. You know, the Falcons, I don't see why they did this trade. I understand they're like, oh, you could get a second round draft pick, which I'm almost certain they will, because I don't see any reason for the Jaguars to give up on Calvin Ridley. Because Calvin Ridley, you know, this guy, he's drafting the first round. He's a great player. And I think people kind of forget that because, you know, this season he's been suspended. Last season he was out a lot of the games before he got also suspended. So I think I think a lot of people are forgetting that Calvin Ridley was a premier. He was the number one wide receiver. He had usurped Julio Jones. And admittedly, Julio Jones was in his old age. But, you know, you get the point. Yeah. And I think it's a great move by the Jaguars. Really help uh, Trevor Lawrence continue developing. Because I think Trevor Lawrence, you know, uh, he's played well. But he's definitely still making a lot of rookie mistakes. So, you know, like we see in the Broncos game. And uh, I think having a premier bona fide number one is really going to help him. And Christian Kirk. Because Christian Kirk, he's played very well. Uh, but he's definitely a number two receiver anyways. And I think this is a great move by them, especially because it's the whole, as you mentioned, interesting language. It's a lot of conditional uh, picks and stuff like that. So I think it's a smart decision by them, not by the Falcons though, because, you know, they have a young guy in Ritter and you want him to have weapons and they got rid of their best one. So, yeah, I agree. I mean, obviously they're hoping Drake London continues to develop, but maybe they should stop throwing to Demir Bird and start involving Drake London instead. You know, we had Kyle Pitts in the first half of the season being underutilized. And now it seems as Kyle Pitts has gotten his targets back up, Drake London has uh, taken a backseat to some, some backup players that maybe he shouldn't be. But with that aside, I agree. I heard a lot of people criticize the Jags for this. To me, they're not giving up much. Like if, if he, if Ridley somehow doesn't meet those incentives, it's a fourth and a sixth. That's not that big of, um, of there's, that's not high. That's not that high of draft picks to give up for a risk like this. And like you said, Calvin Ridley, last time he played a full season, 90 receptions, 1,374 yards, nine touchdowns. I mean, that's a great receiver right there. And, yes, there's question marks where he has barely played in two years, and he's going to have to prove that he can get back to that level. But like we, ju- like I just said, you know, if he doesn't meet those incentives, it's really not that risky of a trade. And if he meets the incentives, that's because he's playing 
well for them. So yeah, exactly. I, I see this as a win for the Jags. Some people are like, why couldn't they just wait till the offseason? It's like, well, why not? They beat they beat the crowd for Ridley. So if the Falcons were shopping him, might as well just make sure you know you have him under under contract. You can plan for next season even now. To your point with Trevor Lawrence, we talked about the Jags earlier in the season. We thought they were going to have a good season after those first few games. But really, ever since the Eagles lost, which I didn't think was going to be that bad for them, uh, they really haven't been the same. But I still have faith in Trevor Lawrence. I still have faith in Christian Kirk. Travis Etienne is starting to break out after they traded James Robinson. So I don't know. I like this trade. I agree with you. Yeah, no, for sure. It's also James Robinson. I do think the Jaguars should have kept him. I think that was a bad trade on their part. But, you know, the Jets get a great running back in James Robinson. I think he uh, he just needed a change of scenery. Things weren't working out for him. But the Jets, Jets are a good team. That's a that's yeah. a good team. I'm definitely very worried about the Jets. Um, I do think that Zach Wilson's kind of holding them back, unfortunately. I think he's uh, not a great quarterback so far. But the Jets are good, and I like the James Robinson trade for them. I know that wouldn't happen a bit earlier in the season, obviously, but, you know, I think it's a great move for them. You know, Brees Hall, unfortunately, is injured, although I am also a little concerned about the severity of Brees Hall's injury, because why are you bringing in someone of James Robinson's caliber, someone who is or was a starting running back, you know, and he, not this year, because it's kind of weird because they have the ETN, but, yeah. uh, you know, it's a little concerning for the Brees Hall thing, but it could also just be that maybe they're not confident in Michael Carter to be the lone back, so. Yeah, it, it's interesting. We'll have to see how it plays out once Brees is back, but obviously that's a long while off. So I think for the yeah. Jets this year, they're playing so well. I think they wanted to keep their playoff hopes alive. For sure. I, I really like that trade for them as well. Honestly, for Jacksonville, the only part I didn't like is that they only got, I believe, what was it, a six-rounder? I think it was a fifth. Okay, a fifth. But I think they could have got a little more, but at the same time, it unleashed Etienne, and I think Etienne's been playing really well since the Robinson trade. So for I'm sure. almost like – I'm kind of okay with it, but from the Jets angle, I agree. I think Zach Wilson, you know, as you know, I was more of a defender of him than you were. I thought he would maybe, you know, use that rocket of an arm he's got to turn this offense around with the receivers they have. But now we have Elijah Moore, uh, a little disgruntled. People thought he might get traded, uh, yeah. but he didn't. But I don't know. I almost wonder if Flacco, who had a couple good games earlier this year, if they put him back in, could the Jets have a better shot at the playoffs? I think that might be the case. Oh, for sure. I it's it's weird because, you know, I, I don't want to be down on Zach Wilson. And I understood why a lot of people were high on him. But I it's just we haven't seen anything out of him just yet. It's a little unfortunate because this Jets team is really good. But, you know, we saw it in the Patriots game. I mean, he played probably one of the worst games of his career. He was throwing picks like it was throwing out candy on Halloween. It was insane. Honestly. Uh, you know, it's I don't know. I don't love that decision to draft him so high, which is also part of my issue, draft him second overall is kind of insane to me. But, you know, it is what it is. The Jets, um, I did like what they did for their trades for the most part. You know, they got rid of uh, Jacob Martin. Uh, they got some picks back. That one's fine. Uh, there's there's a lot of these smaller trades. You know, I think one that kind of a lot of people didn't talk about too much was the Naeem Hines trade. Oh, I'm glad uh, you I actually that. like that trade for yeah. the Bills. I think it was a smart decision by the Bills to get Naeem Hines. They need another running back who's – solid and dependable and the Colts the Colts aren't going anywhere so might as well bring in Zach Moss a guy who has potential and you know get some picks out of it too yeah I I've always liked Naeem Hines a lot I think he's one of the better third down backs in the league when he gets the touches you know before Jonathan Taylor broke out when it was Marlon Mack and Naeem Hines I think that's when he was especially notable but he's he's also come through at times when Jonathan Taylor's missed games 
uh, in the past couple seasons. So I think Naeem Hines is going to really give the Bills an extra edge that, you know, I think James Cook will probably be in that role in the future, but as a rookie, I don't think he's really acclimated. And for Josh Allen, you know, in the playoffs, if Stephon Diggs being doubled, if, if Gabe Davis can't get down the field in time, you know, now he has a safety net out of the backfield in Naeem Hines. And I think, I think that's going to be big for the Bills in the playoffs. I think Singletary's carries won't take a hit because Hines is more of a pass catcher most of the time. So I just think it's a good fit. I, I like that trade a lot for Buffalo. And from an Indianapolis standpoint, I mean, Deion Jackson, we saw play really well uh, lately when Naeem Hines himself was injured. So I think he can just slot into that role pretty comfortably. And they'll hope Zach Moss. I'm not a big Zach Moss guy. I don't think he's proven anything, but yeah. I don't know. Maybe with a change of scenery, he'll also uh, start to improve. So I agree. I think that's a, a really big trade for the Bills for sure. For sure. And some of these other smaller trades, you know, we were talking about the Falcons earlier. You know, the Falcons traded for Rashad Fenson. I actually like that trade. They only gave up. I forgot about that one. To be honest. Uh, I think I think it's a good underrated trade. There are a lot of smaller trades people didn't talk about. And I think they got kind of lost in the shuffle of, you know, the Claypool and the Chubb trade. But uh, I think trading for Fenton for just a seventh great trade for the Falcons. You know, the Chiefs, um, I think they sh- should have gotten more than a seventh, like at least a fifth. I think Fenton's actually really underrated slot corner. But, you know, they got a pick out of him. They weren't playing him too much, especially with Trent McDuffie coming back. And I think Trent McDuffie is a upgrade, honestly, over Fenton. I think he's more dynamic of a slot corner. He has a higher upside. And yeah. you know, they also traded away Dean Marlowe, you know. That's kind of whatever they got rid of him, send him back to the Bills. So maybe that's a change of senior for him that'll help him. You know, he's back with his old team. They get yeah. a second rounder back. So I, th- I, that just sounded to me like because Micah Hyde's out for the year, you know, get some safety depth. I honestly barely know anything about Dean Morrow. He's the one guy who got traded that I honestly didn't know much about. But for the Bills, it makes sense to add that depth. Fenton's an interesting one because he did play a lot for the Chiefs uh, two years ago when they were in the Super Bowl. Last two seasons hasn't seen as much action, but yeah. you know, for the Falcons, uh, AJ Terrell's dealing with some nagging injuries. Get an extra corner can certainly help. Uh, just to wrap up here, I guess we can talk about the biggest trade that did go down, although it was about a week or so ago now, the Christian McCaffrey trade. Uh, he was insane in his first, or it was his second game with the Niners, but his first game playing full snaps. Yeah. Uh, he threw a touchdown, caught a touchdown, ran for a touchdown in a huge win over the Rams. What did you think? What, what What's your expectation for the Niners going forward? Do you think they can threaten a team like the Eagles in the NFC? Uh, you know, I think the Niners could give them a run for their money, but ultimately I don't think getting Christian McCaffrey was that huge of an upgrade. Yeah, he played great. Let's not uh, – I'm not going to try to, like, deny that. McCaffrey was great. Do I think they gave up too much for him? Absolutely. Insane. You know, and I think also just a quick aside, since the Panthers are part of this trade, we need to discuss the fact that the Panthers turned down two first round draft picks for Brian Burns, Yeah, which I think is insane. I know Brian Burns is good, but he's not worth two first rounders. And I think it's kind of weird that they turned that trade down, but maybe the Panthers, you know, they believe in themselves a little bit more, but hey, as the McCaffrey trade. PJ Walker was slinging the ball in that Atlanta. He was. He I was. guess their thought process is that, that division so bad is like we could make the playoffs and, and might as well keep Brian Burns for the future. I don't know. It's like, it depends on who they hire as their coach. Like if they hire a good coach, who can turn this team around with like, if they, if they just get a quarterback and then the rest of this team remains intact, they could be pretty good, yeah. but I just don't trust the Panthers to make the right decision in that, in that spot. So we'll have to see, but I definitely would have taken uh, the first rounders for Burns just because the Panthers at two and six, 
uh, doesn't seem like they're really going anywhere fast. Yeah. I mean, they no, did the I, McCaffrey trade, so why not do the the Burns trade? Yeah, I agree. I think honestly, I think the Panthers might be trying to go all in for like a Sean Payton type, or even they might even stick stick with Steve Wilkes, which I don't think would be a terrible decision. It's it's not the best decision, but it's a lot safer than like trying for like another Matt Rule type uh, decision, which ultimately that's, that's turned fair. out terrible. But uh, back to Christian McCaffrey, you know, I think. Um, I think the 49ers are still the losers of this trade ultimately, even though they got a really good player who's been playing well for them. I think they just gave up way too much for someone who's not going to change the dynamic of their entire football team enough to beat a team like the Eagles, which honestly, I just I don't think the 49ers hold a candle to them. Interesting. I'm okay with it for the Niners. I think it's a fine trade because most of the picks were just for this upcoming draft. It's not like they sold the whole future. That's and fair. to me, the Niners have drafted so well. If you look at their defense, especially, like they they've locked up guys they drafted the contracts to continue c- contributing for them. I think that they kind of looked at their rivals, the Rams, and they're like, "We got to mirror this. We kind of need to go all in before we, you know, run out of time here because we haven't won yet in this window." So, I don't know. Like, will they beat the Eagles? I, I would pick the Eagles for sure, but I think that Niners defense is pretty good. If Debo can get healthy and just, you know, play like he was last year, him and McCaffrey combined could be a really dangerous combo, plus Kittle. I think they're really talented. I would definitely put them second in the NFC if I had to predict who's going to, like, be in the NFC title game. I mean, we can talk about more of that next week, but I don't know. I was okay with the trade for the Niners. I was- That's fair. I, I definitely see where you're coming from. So, I, 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 yeah, it's not a terrible move. You know, that remains to be seen what happens ultimately, but – you know, that's that's the fun of it. That's the fun of these trades. Yeah. How does it all work out? And, you know, I'm very excited about the Dolphins' future and, and that we're going all the way, and hopefully that uh, works out for us this year. Yeah, who are they who are the Dolphins playing this week? Uh, we play the Bears. Okay. <laughs> which <laughs> I think is – Yeah, I think, it's, I think it's good for us, especially because they got rid of Roquan, which is only going to help us. And, you know, they did add Claypool, but honestly, I just, as you'd mentioned, I don't think Claypool is that next level guy who's really going to change too much about it. So, you know, I'm I'm excited about the Bears-Dolphins again. I think it's going to be a good game for the Dolphins. I think we're going to hopefully win, uh, continue getting back on track. Because, unfortunately, for being honest, I really do think if Tua plays in those games he missed, we would have won more of those games. But that's, you know, you can't change the past. And I'm really excited for the rest of the games. I like the trade deadline. I thought it was fun. Yeah, I definitely agree. I'm hoping we see more trade deadlines like this in the future because for sure. it to def- th- these trades could potentially, uh, as we talked about, have a huge lasting impact on this season. So yeah. that's going to do it for this edition of the Fan Committee. It was good to be back with you today, Mike. I was glad to be talking football with you once again. We'll be back, I think, next Tuesday. We're going to be talking some, you know, we might have some reactions to this weekend's games, but also we're going to be predicting how we think the playoff picture will evolve through the second half of the season. So stay tuned for that. Thanks for listening. Have a great rest of your day.